Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yes, let's do that announcer, man. Sean Sharif, RJ Chopin, our Cowboys insider, Roberto Bobby Hope Bell, day. along with Peyton and Ryan in the back. We're live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube as we go inside the star on your home of America's team. Mike McCarthy saying the crowd on Sunday night does not know if he's ever heard a louder one at AT&T Stadium. So there's Coach yesterday giving props to the crowd. Outside of the Eagles facility, Bobby, you would not necessarily sign off on that since you were there. Were you there? Uh, I, I was there, Mickey. Uh, it was loud. I just I don't know that I would have put it up there as like, oh, the loudest I've heard that crowd. That crowd's gotten pretty loud a couple different times over the last few years. But, I mean, it was loud. I just didn't view it as yeah. different than any standard home game where they were winning. The Eagles, Choppy, are demonstrating even more outside of the team facilities. The fan base with a fire Sean Desai sign. He is their defensive coordinator. And there was two garbage cans yesterday that mm. came out on the internet. One was no play slay. And the other trash can was just simply labeled Bradbury. So not much creativity. Uh, they need to listen to our headline segment to come up with <laughs> yeah. some uh, comedic gold. So they got the secondary and the defensive coordinator on trash cans outside of the Eagles practice facility. A time-honored tradition. Lose two straight, and you want to fire everybody. Yep. Or just lose a game in the NFL, and you want to fire everybody. I mean, they, they wanted to fire their D.C. They went to the Super Bowl last year. Number one defense, sack record, all the things. Yeah. And so they, that's what they want to do, man. They just want to fire everybody. They, or, get, they might have an argument this year. That defense is so bad. Yeah, but is it because they lost guys' attrition or, you know, because they, 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 they lost some linebackers. Like, they didn't they didn't lose enough that they should be worse defense in the NFL over the last six weeks. This Yesterday you were asking in the commercial break, I was wondering why you were asking Bobby about all the Georgia players. This is supposed to be a dream front seven. Mm-hmm. Dream. Yeah. Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, both of them like, kind of fall into their laps. A future Hall of Famer in Fletcher Cox, who's – Long in the tooth, but we saw what he did the other night. Um, the Kobe Dean, I don't know what has happened to him. He was causing us all to freak out on draft weekend when he ended up what falling steal. to them. What a steal. What yeah. a, what Nolan a steal. Smith. I mean, and all those guys, their PFF grades are like in, you know, between like 65 and 70 something. So they're, they're above average. Dak leads the NFL in touchdown passes right now with 28. The Eagles have allowed 29. Like they are that bad in coverage right now. Yeah. They have they've given up Dak's stat line. They've had they've they have twenty nine touchdowns allowed and six interceptions. They acquired Byard. You, know, you look at Byard Slay's names back there. I had somebody, and I know we've all kind of assumed it, but I was chatting with somebody with the Cowboys on Sunday. Wow. And we were talking about the, the Shaq guy the Leonard, prime, the guy in the prime rib line. We, we were talking Tom about line. we were talking about Shaq <laughs> Leonard, and uh, the guy told me he was like. 
yeah, you you turn on the tape, you watch those Eagles linebackers, you understand why Shaq Leonard went there. He knew he was going to play over there because they're bad. Now you add Shaq Leonard on top of all those names. Yeah. All that hype. It's like the reverse on the other side of the ball with the dream team that they built, the Vince Young squad years ago. If you get a weak uh, spot in the secondary, it's going to be exposed. Um, You know, Cowboys, part of their secondary, was exposed against uh, Seattle when they had, you know, three really solid receivers to be able to choose from. Uh, The Eagles don't even have guys that can cover two. And it's a problem up back there. Pepe, put this on your resume. You haven't been able to put something on there in a long time, but add this. <laughs> <Is he> updated? <laughs> all the hits and all the attention Ooh. that his spying segment got yesterday, spying on Filthy Radio. Yeah, Ryan, uh, I believe it was Ryan, threw up the Philly spying on the YouTube. Oh, Ryan, put that on your resume. Yeah, your yeah, resume. Ryan gets credit. Yeah, Peyton, Peyton doesn't get anything. Peyton, now we're just balanced from his crappy Philly spying last week. So, uh <laughs> It actually has like 20,000 views on the YouTube channel in 18 wow. hours. That thing blew up. Move over Mike Florio, right? Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> Tiffany uh, Gomez. Gomez. Uh, so, look, the spying segment that all the Tolos asked for has been pretty weak since Angelo Cataldi left. Angelo was the loudest blowhard meatball that these morons, for some reason, ah! all tuned in and listened to. He retired after a long, legendary career. Well, Angelo... Went on a podcast yes, the other day, mm. and Angelo is bailing and jumping ship as well. This is the meatball that we've been missing while spying on Filthy. These are the views of Nostradamus, all right? <laughs> the man with the schnoz. All right, anyway, <laughs> here we go. Chop. The Eagles will lose to Seattle, all right? They will I lose think so too. even if Drew Locke is the quarterback. They will still lose. In that environment, they are so lost, they will lose next Monday night. Then they will win the next three against awful opponents, the Giants, Arizona, the Giants. The excitement in Philadelphia will build back up, but they will not get the first seed. They will then go, and they will lose the first playoff game. (laughs) The Eagles this year are not going anywhere. They'll make the playoffs because they they were one and done. I guarantee it, Danny. It's over. This team stinks defensively. They stink. There he was on with Dan Cilio. They will lose to Seattle Monday night. And thanks to uh, Papa Bear on Twitter who found and sent me this audio as well. They will then win against the Scrubs. And they will be one and done, according to the great Nostro Nostril 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 Damas. That's pretty good. That's pretty clever. I got to go to hell today. I uh, I can't believe Dan Cilio is still out there doing radio or whatever he's doing now. Didn't we see him at the at the fight? Who cares? We saw him at a fight one one time. Yes, we saw. Um, It's it's that's Philly though, right there. What he just did, they will they will take the complete like. Whatever's the best possible situation or the worst possible situation from anything. If they lose, the sky is falling. It will never be good again. And if they win, hey, we will never lose again. I don't see a chance. They are a teenager. Philadelphia sports fans have the same uh, (laughs) emotional capacity of a teenager. AT&T Stadium employee was arrested for letting in ticketless fans on Sunday night in exchange for cash. 
So if he were just paying someone mm. to let them into the stadium, what? I can't get anywhere around that stadium with uh, my my badge that actually lets me get into places. They stop me from getting into places where I'm allowed to be. Uh, and they don't because, let you in? No, no. They'll just stop you for like, you can't be down here. You can't be over here. Yeah, well, I can. This has been well established, but I guess we'll have this fight. This I'll have been, to walk around to the other side. It's been well established. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and talk to anybody on the beat how much they love AT&T Stadium Security. But, oh, oh of course, wow. you can go ahead. You can uh, just uh, hand over a couple Washingtons and sneak into the Eagles game. or uh, That's right down your alley. You are, those dollar, on, you, are those dollar bills? You can put on a vest and then go oh, sneak into Dak's press conference after they lose to the 49ers in the, uh, the playoffs. So... Great job. You guys are uh, catching the real crooks here. Well, this no one's dying. really help you gain extra as- access now. Yeah, right. Uh, go on. I thought we... Uh, I've already had my credential. The fo- Security's already taken a picture of my credential twice in the last couple of years. Well, look how stupid it looks. It looks yeah. fake. They no, were, it wasn't were, like that. They took a picture bl- like... You should blame the Cowboys PR for that. No, well... They put up that dumb picture <laughs> of you every year, and they're like, okay, this is obviously fake. We got uh, to double check it. That's true. Um, Dak Prescott with some thoughts relayed from Peter King. Yeah, so this is really interesting. Dak has always been a guy who, you know, oh, I block out the noise. I don't listen to this. I don't do that. But he did maybe tip his hand a little bit. And and there, there are times where we see it. You know, when he won Offensive Rookie of the Year, he stood up there with the, uh, the trophy and he said, thank you to the uh, 31 teams that passed on me or thank you to the 130 times I was passed on or whatever he said. So Peter King talked to him after the game against the Eagles, reached out, had a conversation with him, and he had asked him specifically about winning MVP. And Dak said, winning MVP would be great. Every now and then that thought crosses your mind. It'd be cool. An award like that would be great for Cowboys fans and the people that doubted me more than anything. But my main goal has always been the Super Bowl. And Peter King writes, great for the people that doubted me. Behind the friendliest exterior in the NFL, Dak Prescott hears the skepticism at Buffalo, at Miami, Detroit at home. Those are the things that will determine this team's fate this season and Prescott's. And that's the thing. As much as everybody talks about blocking out the noise, we've had this discussion here several times. Blocking out the noise is an impossible request of a player when they play for the Dallas Cowboys. You can't. It's almost negligent to have that be your mantra is, we'll just block out the noise. Keep the noise out. No, no, no. Like, the noise is getting in. You've got to learn how to deal with it. Dak deals with it in a way that tells you he doesn't hear it, but he does hear it. He hears all of it. Yeah, and he's got his brother to relay all of it for whatever he misses (laughs) on social media. Stephen Jones was on with KNC yesterday talking about Dak's evolution throughout this season. The really great ones just get better with time, and I think Dak, uh, has continued to improve. Uh, you know, he was adamant that he was going to improve off of last year uh, when he had an uncharacteristic uh, number of uh, interceptions. And uh, he knows that uh, those things can uh, get you beat. And uh, rarely does the team who wins the turnover battle not win the game. And uh, he <laughs> understands that better than anybody. But he's playing at such a high level. And his teammates have complete confidence in him. Our coaching staff, complete confidence. And, uh, you know, he's not only a great football player, but he's a great leader and certainly doing uh, everything on that end as well. Stevens uh, has uh, caught whatever's going around DFW. No, it's just it was the loudest the stadium's been on Sunday night, and Stevens was contributing to that, just screaming his voice out. Uh, You know, it's interesting (laughs) when you you hear – I always wonder how players take that. And he didn't say anything specifically there about McCarthy or anything else. But when you when somebody like Dak plays at a certain level and you see guys take big steps up, I wonder how much those guys go, 
I need the credit for just becoming the play that I've always been or whatever else versus like how much credit you do give to talking about, well, McCarthy brought this out of him or Brian Schottenheim or Kellen Moore, whoever it is. It doesn't have to be McCarthy. But I always wonder how the players take that when they hear the credit for their improvement in play coming from somebody coaching rather than what they're doing on the field. 720, that very topic this morning will be a fun little battle here uh, during the expressway and we hook you up with Green Day tickets. But how about the way that Jerry and Steven are talking about Dak now? The great ones just find a way. Yeah. Complete confidence. This coaching staff has complete confidence. They they, they trust him implicitly. Yeah. You know, we knew it was uncharacteristic Dax turnovers. Really? Because you said you had to change the entire offense change the entire to make play. sure they, they changed he didn't everything do it. up. They changed the entire offense up. They wanted him to not throw the football. Basically, do anything he could possibly don't throw. I mean, he, well, throw it, but throw it two yards. Throw it two yards. Don't definitely don't throw it over the middle downfield. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely don't do that. Only yeah. half half of the side of let's the cut, field. Let's cut the field in half. You're only going to throw uh, on the outside of the numbers deep. Yeah. That's it. If I was Dak, I'd be rolling my eyes at all this. And then yep. Jerry. Make him pay. And I'm bringing this up intentionally towards the end of the segment. <laughs> um, but Jerry now putting Dak in the Romo discussion of my greatest regret was not getting Tony a Super Bowl. I will feel the same way about Prescott. Has Dak Prescott reached that? Tony Romo level RJ Choppy. You may as well just turn your mic off uh, to where it makes sense to bring him up in that same discussion and sentence. I wonder what their numbers are throughout. That's RJ research project. Their numbers throughout the same exact amount of games and years. I, uh, it it was much easier when uh, football outsiders were still in business and they had those, their database went back that far. It's tougher to find now. Um, Certain numbers. I think Romo at his peak was a little bit better, but I think Dak's floor is a little bit higher. Like Dak could be more, you know, Romo had a, Romo had, I mean, they both had stinkers. What what, what I'm trying to get to is like the timelines. Mm. At the end, Jerry was saying this, the end of Romo. Obviously, we're not at the end of Dak yet. Like Romo at the end versus Dak now, has Dak done enough to be, Put into yeah. that same regret that Jerry always talks about here on the station. Sure, I mean Dak's a. I mean they're a they're a perennial playoff contender. I think the other thing is, I think at times um, you know the team is also a, a more consistently better now. Like they were they had a really good run 07 to twenty ten. That was a great. I think that team missed had a bigger opportunity to win a title than this one. Or not not this way. This team with the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that 07 team was. We forget how great that, that 07 team was. team was the best team they've had since Post-Super the Super Bowl years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that team should have run through the NFC. It's a tragedy they did. Yep. But it's interesting the the language, how that flips a little bit from being what the quarterback owes you and owes the franchise right. versus like now it seems like it is that shift of Jerry's talking about what he owes them. Yeah. Like well, in theory, most organizations would say we have invested in you, you owe us. And now it's kind of starting to get that flip a little bit. Well, because no matter what they say and how much they talk, they're about to owe them again. They are. So they can talk all they a want. And we, and we need mm-hmm. to ask Jerry today at 830 about paying him. I He's regret, earned it. I forgot yeah. it last week. Uh, I regretted it last week. And we need to ask about paying him and getting out in front of it. You may have already missed the missed the boat. You may have already missed the boat, and it's going to cost you dearly versus trying to get something done or rearrange things sooner rather than later. What would it be, his fifth year? Sixth? (laughs) And I I wonder, like, if they just pay him now versus, let's say he wins a Super Bowl, 
what's what's the difference in salary, right? You know, like he may just reset the market either way, right? You know, like he just may get the number one salary by a penny, regardless of what he does. I mean, he's he's playing at that level to where I mean, he shouldn't be judged at this point whether he wins the Super Bowl. Or not. Are the Dodgers cheating? Major League Baseball, what the hell is going on? Are the Rangers about to be really, really cheap? And the fallout from the KC controversy in Kansas City. Next on Sean and RJ, 105.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Did Shohei Otani and the L.A. Dodgers cheat the system? Are they just more brilliant than the rest of us? Or yes, all of the above. Good morning, Metroplex. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club. We would like you to win the Green Day tickets that we're going to give away in the 7 o'clock expressway here on your home of the World Series champ. Sean Sharif, R.J. Choppy, and our Cowboys insider Bobby Bell. And the news comes out yesterday that Shohei Otani is going to just make $2 million, RJ, for the next 10 seasons of this $700 million contract. Next 10 years, $2 million per, so that the Dodgers can spend away and add more players. Maybe this is some Yamamoto money, yep. and they can continue to build around show, hey, the ultimate sacrifice, Tom Brady move. And then, between the years 2034... And 2043, Shohei Otani will get $68 million a year. It's insane. Now, their competitive balance tax number for these years is in like the $40 million range each year. I don't know how they calculate that. I have no idea. Um, so his he will get they will get taxed on that, but they won't have that money. To, they'll have that extra money to spend on Yamamoto, which they're among the favorites, if not the favorites for him. And I wonder having Shohei on the team, how that impacts him wanting to come on over as a recruiting tool. There was a report from Yahoo Japan that Yamamoto wanted to play with other Japanese players. Okay. How many do the Yankees have? Because they apparently met with him. Well, they just traded uh, Kyle Higashioka, uh, who is uh, part Japanese. Wouldn't Wouldn't it be great to be a Japanese scrub? 
and you're like the Jack Haley factor of sticking <laughs> on a roster or yeah. Giannis's brother. You get to stick around on a team. The masses. Just because Yamamoto wants to play you with think a so? fellow, fellow <laughs> countryman. Jack Haley, that's good. It's a good one. Um, so, I, I, look, I, I, don't, I don't know what how this impacts it. If it does, I'm sure it does a little bit. Um, but this is wild. Like, I've never seen anything like this, and there is no rule against it. Like, the, you know, the Major League Baseball allows this. Don't know why. Uh, but they do. They allow it. And the Dodgers uh, absolutely would love to do this because now you could say, well, why would they want to pay a guy $68 million for doing nothing? And the answer is simple is that they put this money into uh, some kind of a trust or a fund and they make money off it. So I did the, I did the numbers last night and and I just did, I did a very basic uh, scan, the very simplistic one, but. If you use a standard you interest, use your easy tip calculator. I went online. I googled it. <laughs> uh, if you just do like a standard interest on a, and you put sixty-eight million dollars into a fund, let's say you put it in this year, in ten years that sixty-eight million is worth over ninety. So now they're not paying him sixty-eight million dollars in twenty thirty-four. They're paying him whatever ninety minus twenty-two. Well, sixty-eight minus twenty-two because they're getting the extra twenty-two million. So they're paying him forty-six million that year. But if you go to the twentieth year, they're making over a hundred. That money is worth over one hundred twenty million. So they're almost paying them nothing, and they're pocketing that money. And it's brilliant from their standpoint because they're like dollar today worth more than a dollar tomorrow. Yada yada yada. You know, Shohei he's getting it though, and they also get this. They don't have to pay him interest. They don't. They aren't like with Benia. It's all interest. They're paying him interest on that loan or on that that deferred payment. They're not doing that with Shohei. I have no idea how this is allowed. And Bob Nightingale says it's a stroke of genius for tax repercussions. If he's not living in California, once his deferred payments start, he will not be subjected to the heavy California tax. That's what I was curious about. I was curious if the, like, is that the benefit for Shohei here? Is that he's going to get most of this money at a tax rate that's not the California tax rate, which then moved to Texas. So, exactly. <laughs> so it's a it's a little it's a little funny the way the the taxing works with these athletes anyway. Because I guess a lot of people always go, well, you're not getting taxed the same way, yada yada yada. But I guess he you get taxed based on where you play, like not each not game. just yeah each game. So like if he plays the, this many games in California, he'll get taxed at California rates, but. If he's playing against the Diamondbacks, he's getting Arizona state taxes there. If he's playing against the Rangers, he's getting Texas state taxes, which is nothing. Right. But, and I think Arizona's tax for no tax. I don't I have no idea. There but like I know a lot of players like um we tax that ass. They will <laughs> <laughs> I, This is a big story. Change. This is this is a big <laughs> This is a big story with like A-Rod and Jeter because they they made their residence in Florida and they were able to get away from New York taxes. They're all offshore accounts. Right. So they like you know Florida's a no state income tax place. So that's what the spring training facility is. That That's their permanent residence. So yesterday when Peyton found this story, initially reported from The Athletic before all these crooks took it and, and confirmed it on their own, we had outrage on our text chain. I'm not feeling that same outrage this morning. Is it just because it's 6.30 in the morning? And we were all like, it was a mixture of, I think, outrage, jealousy, envy, whatever you want to throw in there. Should this be the case? Should this be allowed? Yeah. So I, well, the Dodgers, I, I, we got to just give it up for being smarter and Shohei for being sharper and more unselfish in the present than everyone else in the history 
of of the sport that's ever gotten a contract. So I'll be honest, I didn't even I, I wasn't going back and forth on the text chain when we were talking about this because as I was reading it, like when I saw it, it was so just irritating to know that they had that that it's just like you look at it and go okay all right and so i just kind of put my phone down like all right this is annoying but they you know good for them they found the loophole they found somebody who wanted to agree to it you get all these sort of advantages that's great uh for them great for them but it is just a little it's annoying it's a loophole that they do i would think at some point this is so above the top like like sway over the top that you would think at some point major league baseball would say okay well we got to kind of do something about this but I just don't know how much Major League Baseball has the power to do something like that to really affect change. Players who will make more money than Shohei this year. Austin Hedges. <laughs> how many numbers are on your ass? He's getting $4 million. Austin Hedges doubles him up. Carson Kelly, Garrett Thompson, uh, Dylan Moore, Jace Peterson, Colin Ray, Max Stasi will make seven. Now, people are like, oh, does Shohei not realize how expensive California is? Well, apparently Shohei made 40 just off the field in money last year. His off the field money would have made him tied for the third highest salary in baseball. Shohei Otani made more money from the Nippon Ham Fighters when he was 22 than he will make from the Dodgers in 2024. Wow. Yeah, he's not not hurting for money. Right. He'll be fine. Shohei is good. I mean, there is not a product. I'm I'm assuming not a product in Japan he won't endorse. That he wouldn't be able to endorse if he wants to. Um, like they were like, there was, there was like parades over this contract in Japan over the weekend. Like they were just so elated that their guy got seven hundred million dollars. It was like a a badge of honor. Yeah. And Bobby Bell, this is for you now. Oh no! How great does this make? Shohei Otani, look, after you tried to recruit R.J. Choppy for your smear campaign. Tried. I succeeded. You succeeded. Uh, you had R.J. join you. This guy hasn't said a peep, and you you haters managed to turn on him when we don't even know what his voice sounds like, and here he is being the ultimate unselfish player and teammate saying, nope, I don't need this money until I'm well past my prime and playing days. Let's continue to build. I want the championships. I want the rings. No, it's still a financial like benefit to him. Like we just talked about, he's not going to have the same tax. He's ultimately going to see more of this money than he would have. He's got the money to go ahead and live, do what he's doing now. So he gets to just relax, sit there, do his uh, sit with his dog, uh, you know, Nomar or whatever the hell he named it, whatever uh, <laughs> Dodger, Dodger Mookie, na- yeah, whatever Freddy. he named the thing, exactly, Kofax, whatever he named the dog. Uh, he gets to just chill with the dog for like 10 years and get his 68 million a year. And why hasn't anyone else in the history of the sport done it? I think you're going to start seeing some people go, let's do this. I think you are. If if I was the Dodgers, if I was the first, he was the first. Yeah. If I was a team that was playing in a high tax place. Wait, that's a, that's a great point. He is the first. So he is just so me focused and so selfish that he became an innovator in the way to cheat the system and no, get as much money really, as he can. I, I support oh, this guy Oh, screw Joe Tani. Oh, you're back? You're back? I'm back. I'm nope, back. Nope. Now, screw I, Joe Tani. I didn't care for... Joe Tani? Screw Joe Tani. He's, he's just Scrooge. Mr. Yeah, Scrooge. That, that's who he is. He's Scrooge. He just wants as much money as possible. I didn't care for the secrecy aspect of it, but I th- I, I, I respect the uh, I respect the hustle here with the, with the brains uh, to do this. I, big time. Now, I think it's cheap. I don't think the baseball should allow it, but I if I was a team like the Dodgers, the Giants, or a team that played in a, in a high-tax state, 
thousand percent I'm doing this Does deal this from now doesn't on. knock the Dodgers. Like, this gives the middle finger to all the competitive balance. This Absolutely. does not take the Dodgers. Like, they're not out of Yam- Yamamoto now. Like, you give $700 million, uh, the rest of baseball should be able to spend and even things out. No, not the case. The no. Dodgers are just going to keep spending yeah. more. Like, if, if I were, like, uh, you know, the Mets, who are Yamamoto, the Yankees, the, Do- the Giants, Angels, um, high-tax places, I'd be like, yeah, Yamamoto. Here's like here's two million dollars a year, and uh, and we'll pay you we'll pay you four hundred million dollars, because we're just gonna invest that money. We don't we don't have to really pay you because we're investing the money to use against you, and then we'll basically use that to pay you down the line. I just ultimately in, in terms of the the egomaniac thing, I just go back to the dog, Sean, the dog, because I I sit here and think about if we were if we were interviewing somebody on the show, and the handler reached out to you directly and said. Hey, Sean, uh, and I, this is not a great analogy because we wouldn't have seen his dog, but they were like, don't you dare ask him what the name of that dog is. You go like, you would either go, oh, okay, and then immediately ask him what the dog's name is, or you go, we're not doing this interview. Thanks, you're canceled. Because it's an egomaniac move. I don't yeah. want to tip my hand. What does it matter tipping your hand if you already had this deal worked out with the Dodgers where you're going to game the whole system? And then on the other side, you got the Rangers who apparently – are going to lose out on Jordan Montgomery and maybe some other high-priced guys because of their TV contract, according to Ken Rosenthal, who wrote about Jordan Montgomery and Clayton Kershaw the other day. The Kershaw aspect of this totally got lost until I went and just actually read the whole article myself. He said, as a free agent, Kershaw would first need to choose the Rangers over the only team he has ever known. Then he would need to recover from surgery to repair the ligaments in his left shoulder um, the Rangers facing financial uncertainty, blah, blah, blah. Kershaw would be less expensive than Montgomery. A number of other free agent starters would be as well. And in the postseason, the Rangers demonstrated the value of pitching depth. They used three starters as glorified openers or relievers. The team, according to sources, has the same idea in mind for 2024. The Rangers could sign Kershaw, wait for him in DeGrom in the second half, or they can go for second-tier free agents who would be ready to pitch opening day like Michael Waka, Sean Manaya, and Frankie Montas. And perhaps Owen White and Jack Leiter would provide a second-half boost. Montas had some shoulder issues over the last couple of years, but when he's healthy, he's a pretty good pitcher, and you might be able to get him cheap. I, I, I think Kershaw, now that, the, now that Shohei's there, I wonder if Kershaw just stays there. They're going to be the prohibitive favorites to win the title. Um, maybe he just tries to stay there and, and steal a Man, steal he was probably going to stay. The, the, this, anyway. is a, this is a Hall of Fame yeah. souped-up version of uh, Goran Dragic. That's all this is. Kershaw Ooh. uses us. He uses us every time to get more money in L.A. He ain't coming here. Is he, is it, so that's what I can't figure out. Are you that That's a good point. It may be the Dragic thing where it's just we're constantly going to be told, oh, he's yeah. coming, and then he never does. And he just I was thinking of it more like he's Darren Williams, which is there's going to be all this chatter about, man, he'd really love to go home and play, go home and play, and then he doesn't actually come home and play till it doesn't matter and he's not very good. Did last night move Dak even closer it to did. the MVP? How are we feeling about the Dolphins on the schedule now? And has anyone changed their mind about the KC controversy after yesterday? That's all next here on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And the resilient Titans beat the team that everyone thought might put up 70 again tonight. They didn't. They put up 27. Final score, Tennessee 28, Miami 27. Two games, two upsets. That was the call last night on Titans Radio. Miami and Green Bay Lose to the Titans and the New York Giants. This is Sean, RJ, and Bobby. You're home for the most and best, well, the most football coverage uh, in DFW and your home of America's team. We have a Green Day ticket giveaway coming up in the 7 o'clock Expressway. Jerry Jones live at 830 there, 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 there's, there, there's no way that that guy is who you're saying he is, Choppy. There's no way. Oh, uh, that is. That is uh, the, no the guy on the TV last night with the fedora and the black pinstripe suit. Matt Drudge. Boy, that's a really good reference. Thank but you. no, um, that is Sh- Sean Stellato. He is Tommy DeVito's agent. <laughs> Peyton, are, are, Peyton, did you look at this guy? Yeah, I saw him with a top hat and everything. <laughs> it's not a top hat, it's a fedora. Oh, uh, same thing. <laughs> well, but it's, it, it kind of is not Abe Lincoln, but yes, same point. Uh, he is, <laughs> boy, he played it up too because he had the gold wristband, the gold uh, bracelet on. Wow. He, is, he is being inducted. What's his name? Sean Stellato. Looked like he's in the mafia or something. Might be, you never know. He is going into the National Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame this week in Chicago. No. Yes, he is. Uh, and he is, wow. they call him a longtime agent. I don't know. I've never seen this dude before. This is an industry plant. That's what that is. <laughs> has to be, man. This is, is this a bit? Look this, at this website. Oh, his whole life is a bit. This is his agency website with the little Italian flag, Tommy DeVito News. And it looks like it was made <laughs> in like 1998. He is like his only client. This is my, this is, this is like. This guy could be my cousin for all I know. This is this is a bit, man. I'm looking at his other Google images. He doesn't have that fedora on in any other one. No, they, he doesn't. But he does have like the, I mean, there's some photos of him with the with with, with a regular hat on and these giant glasses. I mean, yeah. he's got some he's got some GTL in him. There's wow. no doubt about it. Oh my uh, gosh! Yo, here's here's another his one. website. I've never seen an agent's. Ryan, website you, like this. Ryan, if you can get that picture up, I just retweeted it at 1053SS. Get 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 this agent photo up on the fan. This cam. is his sports agency website, and he's got a whole section there of Sean's seven steps to success, and where he lays out uh, all the steps to professional success uh, that he can help you with. And he's oh also got gosh. like an entire section on this thing called No Backing Down, where he just like basically posts inspirational messages and things like Maybe that. Maybe I should use this guy for our next contract negotiation. Just give him a call. And- we yeah. should interview him. We should, we should. You have every other sketchy Italian in your Rolodex. Uh, <laughs> I too. Of, uh, of, of hookups. I haven't gotten <laughs> sick of him yet. I haven't gotten sick of Tommy Cutlets yet. Now, last night... I was watching the Manning cast, so I wasn't all in on one with the features and all the highlights and all the mentions probably that took place. The sick part of me also wants him to thrive and succeed, so the Giants commit. So the Giants end up committing to him as these idiots. Only the New York Giants are stupid enough on their fourth quarterback to only have the eighth pick right now in the draft today. 
It's not a top two. It's not a top four. It's not a top five. They're sitting at number eight with their fourth string quarterback as they get the win. Bobby, your other takeaways from the Monday night doubleheader. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins are, I cannot figure them out. No. They are they are the biggest mystery in the NFL. They embarrassed our power rankings. They, oh my gosh. They are they are either they they'll step out there, they'll do things like put up 70 on Denver or they'll look, you know, like man, you cannot stop this offense. They're never going to punt again. And then they do things like they did last night, which is just let I, I'm sure they're so glad they've invested all this money and capital in Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey at this point to not be able to cover a 50-year-old DeAndre Hopkins in the final 5 minutes. It was wild, man. Like they had so just think of to lose this game. They had they had a bad snap inside the five yard line. That's probably at least three points, probably seven. They had a blocked field goal. They won the turnover margin by two. Since 1989. Shout out Bo for giving the stat. If you win the turnover, I'm sorry, if you lose the turnover margin by two or more since 1989, you are 147. And 1,759 and three. Mm. You lose almost 93% of the games if you lose the turnover margin by two or more since 1989. And not only did Tennessee lose the turnover margin by two or more, they also were down by 14 with like four minutes to go. Uh, but that's the wild. That whole game was wild. It's a tie game with like seven minutes to go. And then all of yeah. a sudden it's a minute later. It's like, oh, we're up by 14. And then you fast forward five minutes. It's, oh, we, we lost the right. game by one. It is. It was one of the more wild five to seven minute stretches yeah. in a football game that I've seen in forever. And, and I'm thinking to myself, just going through this, like, man, they are farting around with this team. Like, they, they don't look like they're trying to actually score. They're just like running the ball. And they, let's just not show anything. It was very odd. It was a weird game. I did have one takeaway outside of just the negative of I can't figure Miami out. And I know Tennessee's sort of irrelevant at this point, but there is just something about Will Levis, like the way that he plays that is there's like some some gamer to him. I, I don't know. That's what DeAndre said afterwards. There's like some intangible stuff there. And I mean, that that throw he made to on the, on the first touchdown mm-hmm. where he kind of rolls out and then he throws across his body and like fits it into that tight space. He's the he's good. Vein. I the vein. there are a couple of really interesting quarterbacks that have come out here. Like with Levis, Richardson before he got hurt, Stroud's been really impressive. It's they this is an interesting class. Ryan's got the photo. Oh, look, look at that. Look <laughs> at that guy. My word. Not on as the kids say. What's he got on the wrist too? That's uh that's like that that's the gold the gold bracelet thingy. Gold bracelet. Wow. Look at that capo. Look at that. <laughs> so, how long is Tyreek going to be out? And what happened to the MVP race last night with Tyreek's injury and Tua playing without him? Tyreek still ended up with... Now, look, Tyreek's never going to give it to a non-quarterback anyway. He that, sprinted off the field. He came back, too. He had an adrenaline rush, he said, and then his wife texted him. Apparently, he was looking at the phone at some point, and she goes, you better get your butt back out there. So he decided to go back out on the field. He also uh, got videoed walking in with a little McDonald's bag for the pregame. Are they going to suspend that guy for filming him with McDonald's, too? You're not allowed to film uh, Tyreek Hill without the NFL suspending you? To a 23 for 33 for 240, no touchdowns. The QBR was a 29.4. So right now as it stands. Sacks killed him on that one, right? This is a two-horse race right now. 
This is Purdy and Dak, and this stretch of games that Dak is about to play will go a long way in deciding this thing. Uh, because oh, for sure, we got to see it against some real teams. The, the 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 stretch, you know, against Buffalo on the road, Miami on the road, um, and then obviously Detroit at home. But you got home game there, and they they usually play well at home. Like the Buffalo game, I think is going to tell me more than anything. Just have a really hard time seeing. Dak has been the best in the NFL over the last six to seven weeks. Purdy has not been far enough away from his level of play. I don't think for it to make the difference of. San Francisco's probably going to be there. Or they've got a good shot at the one seed. They're definitely going to be a division winner. No worse than the two seed. I don't know that it's enough to separate that if Dallas ends up with the wild card, which is still, for all of Philly's struggles, the likeliest thing that happens is yeah. Dallas ends up with the wild card. If, if Purdy gets the one seed, I, th- I think it's his. Whether that's right or wrong, that's the way it's going to wind The out. numbers are insanely close. Purdy has 48 more passing yards than Dak. He... Has him beat 7.8 to 9.9 in yards per throw. It's an absurd number. 10 yards per attempt. Yeah. 10 yards per attempt. Uh, Dak has three more touchdowns, one less interception. There's a three-sack difference between the two. That's not... I'm just throwing out numbers that mm-hmm. are close. The QBR is a .1 difference. Purdy's a 74.7. Dak is a 74.6. This is all basically identical. It's crazy. Dak has thrown uh, about 60 more, no, attempts. 359 to 450. Dak has 450. Purdy has 359. So basically 90 more pass attempts for Prescott. I would say that Purdy's... Probably because of the things that Bobby said with the standings and the way that they just res- re- re- reserve, revert back to that. Purdy's probably the slight favorite right now. Slight favorite, even though Dak's numbers are, like, slightly better. Yeah, and and look, I don't— Except for the yards per pass. Yeah, and I don't think that it's going to be tough because the next few weeks, you've got Purdy going up against Cardinals, Ravens at home, Commanders on the road, Rams at home. That's not the same as, you know, Dak is, regardless of if the weather's kind of nice or whatever, you're going to have to go to Buffalo in December. Yeah. That's probably not going to be an opportunity for him to throw for 400 yards in that game. It'll be windier than you know what. Yeah, who, who knows how Miami shows up and plays in that game on, on Christmas Eve at this point. You may be resting against the commanders in the final week if everything is, your position is kind of solid and sold. So I, I don't know. It just, it yeah. feels to me like I would have the odds a little bit more favoring Purdy at this point. Dak would have to play so far above him, I feel like, in the final few weeks. And I guess I should take that back real quick. Like, the only number's really better. Dak has more touchdown passes. Fewer picks. Fewer picks. You can make the argument that Purdy's numbers are better. By the way, right now, uh, Sunday in Buffalo, partly sunny with a high of 46, a low of 38, 12-mile-per-hour winds. That's the forecast today. you You could not dream up a better... Buffalo weather day yeah. in the middle of December than 46 degrees. Yeah, that might happen once. Because today the high is 40 with 30 mile per hour winds. Yeah, you get a lot of wind. Boy, random stat. Random stat I just found out. I just found here. Brock Purdy, on, 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 on passes that he has made, has gotten defensive pass interference called against him or against uh, against uh, San Fran or the other team. In their favor, just three times, which is basically league average. Dak's got 14. So, like, that's 
I, I think I think there's I think there might be a skill there, like not a skill, but like a knowledge you're throwing into cover. You're getting guys calls. Wide open guys help. You don't have to get yeah, pass interference when they're wide true. open. No, you're, that's a good point. Uh, and, and, and let me say this about Purdy. I tweeted this on Sunday because it is a fascinating topic over whether he's a system guy and who could be doing this. Uh, are San Francisco's receivers open? Yes. But Brock Purdy makes a lot of big-time throws. This yep. is my opinion. This is Sean Shreve saying it. Brock Purdy makes a lot of throws that other quarterbacks would not be able to. Ha- don't make. They just don't make in the same situations. He's got touch. He's got accuracy. It ticks me off that he's still got the arm strength to make a lot of the throws. I think Brock Purdy is legit. It's it's it's, uh, it's anticipation. There's a lot of anticipation on the throw. Same with Tua. Tua doesn't have a great arm, but he anticipates. Like that throw to Tyreek uh, down the road where Tyreek just went, almost went out of bounds. Like he just you know toe tapped at the end that just went out of the reach. That was, was an anticipation throw. It was a good throw. Like Purdy does a lot of that. Um, he's a decision. He's a great decision maker. Uh, he finds the open man. The guy is open, uh, but, I mean, it may not be the first read. He may be going through the progression. just finds that guy. Like, he is a good decision maker. Justin Herbert looks like he's going to have surgery on the fractured finger. So, he's out for Thursday and the Chargers as Brandon Staley continues somehow, someway to hang on. So, Justin Herbert continuing to annihilate and destroy my fantasy football team. I'm plummeting like L.A. is. Zero chance. They keep Brandon Staley at the end of the year. I feel like they can't. They can't do it, man. I, I, I would. I agree, but man, I'll tell you, if they're why wouldn't they just fire him now? The team has obviously quit on him. Well, they scored thirteen points in the last two weeks. I think they may not want to taint Kellen. Like yeah. if they're thinking about promoting Kellen, don't throw him into this mess, chaos. Him in charge. Have people turn on him. Just fresh start in the offseason. I don't know. That's a possible theory. Or maybe their owner's just a freaking idiot. Jerry Jones joins us at 8.30 here on Sean and RJ. We got the Mavs, Stars. We have some Green Day tickets to hook you up with. And how Mike McCarthy helped Dak Prescott discover the game of football. It's all on the way on Sean and RJ. 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.